nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered. Nothing secret that will not be made known. Whatever you say in the darkness is going to be heard in the light. And what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed from the housetops. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to what happens at Pride stays at Pride. I'm just saying, you know, this is our good news for the day. Some of us are wondering. Let's pray, and family, I'm going to ask you to pray with me in a particular way today in celebration of this wonderful opportunity to proclaim God's goodness in this place. I'm going to ask you to keep your eyes open and look around. And I'm going to call out some names, and I am going to acknowledge the cloud of witnesses, and I'm going to ask you to imagine or even perceive that they are indeed here with us. Let them gather. God, we just open our hearts, our minds, our eyes, our very presence to one another and to you. We do it on this day of pride, honoring who you are in our lives and even beyond that who you have been in the lives of those courageous, flawed, wonderful, scary, faithful, doubting lesbians and drag queens and transgender activists and homeless queers, those gay men, those butch dykes, those people, your people, who all those years ago stood up in the midst of their oppression, in the place where others were threatening them, not only with silence, but with death, in the streets and in the bars and in one another's arms. They stood up and they claimed themselves. And they said, my life matters. And they stood up and they moved out into the streets together. This was a movement of the Holy Spirit. Nobody made a plan. They didn't lobby and meet together. They stood up because the movement of the Spirit happened in their lives and they claimed their lives so that we could claim ours. God, we give you praise and thanksgiving this day and we call upon that cloud of witnesses and we call you, come to us, be with us, be in this place where we don't know your names, but we invite you to be with us, and we thank you with our praise and our prayer this morning. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for your lives lived and given so that we could live ours. And we call upon that witness as we open our hearts also to the many lives, just a few of which have been mentioned, that have been lost because we still are in a world that needs us to live and claim our lives so that others might live and claim theirs. And so we call upon that cloud of witnesses too and we make a promise to you 
you young ones, that we will honor your lives with our own, and that we will live in the light of your lives so that others might live in the light of God. And we will claim this day that what has been in the darkness will shine forth in the light of this cloud of witnesses and in this gathering of God's people. And we say this and we claim this and we pray this in the name of the one who moved through death and into life again, who called forth bright, shining glory out of a tomb. We pray this in the name of Jesus the Christ, who claims us as his very own, each and every one of us, in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty, now that we're all gathered properly, us and us and the big us, kind of think for just a moment about those things that take place in the dark. What is it that happens in the dark? The darkness is a place, at least some of the time, where we are awakened with nightmares, where we find ourselves sleepless, where we are troubled, in the deepest place of our hearts and our souls for many reasons but most of them are somehow related to the fear the doubt the struggle that who we are is beloved and holy and our lives lived as they are wondering if there's a place for us those nighttime dark places where we hear the voices of people who have said that our love is impossible, our lives are unwelcome, that God is not part of the path that we walk, and we wonder how to walk without God. The dark is a place where we struggle to find our place. Throughout the month of pride, we have lifted up invocations, words spoken, written, offered by our brothers and sisters, LGBT brothers and sisters who have made a way for us. And these are voices of those who know the darkness as a place of nightmare. We have had words given to us by Sheree Muraga and Gloria Anzaldúa, both of whom are Latina, Chicana, women who are not only lesbian and bisexual, but women who have known the pain and the impossibility of trying to struggle to be who they are, people who are torn between two cultures, not made welcome in either one entirely, cast out because of their sexuality and or their race and or their nationality and or their gender. People who know the dark place of the nightmare place of wondering if their lives are real and have a place in the world. And what did not kill them makes us stronger because they took all that 
dark, wandering and wondering. And they created poetry and screenplays. They spoke at rallies and protests. They taught in the classrooms. They said, no, no. You cannot hold me in the darkness. I am alive and I am full of light and I will speak myself into being. Whether you choose to listen or not, I know what is within me and I refuse to remain silent because silence does equal death that is greater than death. I will not wait for someone else's words. I will not wait for someone to invite me. I will claim myself, and they did. And because they did, what did not kill them makes us stronger, and we are able to claim ourselves. We heard words from Baird Rustin, African-American orchestrator, largely, of the civil rights movement. The March on Washington Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, that opportunity created by a black gay man who was blackmailed into staying behind the scenes because of his sexuality. He knew the dark places of silence and nightmares and wondering if who he is could have a safe place in the world. He knew because of his race and his sexuality and his commitment to nonviolent action so that all people could live equal and free. He knew that because of these things, the world would say there was no place for him, and it did. And yet, what did not kill him made him stronger. And he acted for justice, and he spoke for peace, and he lived his life in a way that once again said, I will not wait for someone else to make a place for me. My life has a place. It's already been given and created by God. I will not hold back. I will live my life not only for me, but for those who come next. What did not kill him makes us stronger. And today we heard words from Harvey Firestein who is a Jewish gay man, who is one who has lived through the height of the AIDS years, so to speak, who walked the path of darkness, of grief, losing friend after friend and lover after lover and partner after partner, experiencing a whole world around him that said, your lives do not matter. You brought this on yourselves. You, because of who you are, do not have a place or a right to a place in the society where we live healthy and free. And he said no. He said, I will grieve, but I too will speak and write. You will hear about my grief and my pain and that of the entire generation because we will not be silent and those tombs will not hold back the truth of our lives either. What has not killed him has made us stronger because he has named the truth of what it costs to live loud and proud and claiming our lives as our own. And we lift his name and we give thanks. What happens in the dark 
is a place where we find ourselves confronted by our fears. And we have a choice. As our sister Audre Lorde asked today, of what are we afraid? Death, because it's coming anyway. And there are worse deaths than death. She suggests that to live and to not live is to be dead already. And that we have another choice because we are not only casualties of the world that says we are not welcome here, we are warriors making a way for ourselves in it. And not only for ourselves, my brothers, my sisters, for all those that would come behind. Your lives have purpose. This is not merely a life for yourself. This is not merely that we would sit here and be joyful. This is so that years from now, others might come and lift our nameless names and say thank you because you have made a way because what did not kill you has made us stronger. We are called today to live into that promise. This is good news. What has been opened up in the darkness will be lifted into the light. In the darkness, and in our fear, we find prayers, the secret prayers. You know, the secret prayers. The prayers like, please God, don't let me be a lesbian. Please God, I know I'm gay, but can you change it? Please God, I'm doing my very best. Why this? Couldn't I just be a boy the way you made me to be a boy or a girl? the way you made me to be a girl. The secret prayers, the place where we are raw and open and vulnerable, afraid that there is something terribly wrong with us. And we hesitantly go to God or desperately go to God, praying that we might be healed. I lift this up every time I'm pride and I'm going to do it again. I want to call forth the vision of last night in the streets. How many of you were there? How many of you were there? You know, you looked around. How many of you saw hordes, crowds, seas of young people? Young people everywhere clogging the streets. And I want to lift them up in this place right here and right now in the knowledge of the secret prayers that they all are praying. And we're going to lift them up here and we are going to say to them here and now in this house of God what needs to be said over and over and over until every one of those prayers are answered. You are beautiful and God has made you. And you are loved and you belong to the God that has shaped you and formed you just as you are. And this is the light that we will shine into the darkness of the secret prayers so that others might find their way out of the death of suicide and the death of self-denial and the death of addiction and the death of harming ourselves with unsafe sex and all sorts of ways that we live our lives from a place of fear. Last night, I was late arriving at the, at the float and usually I get there early and we have communion in the streets before we begin, but I was late. And so I came running 
I had the communion and everybody was grabbing and we started to march and I had the bread and the cup as did many of my brothers and sisters, but we were already starting to march so we were having communion on the run. And we were tearing, tearing us some bread out here and we were handing it out to people and we were doing as best as we could and we were just running along in the streets going, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. And you know what happened was, as I started doing that, I didn't have any place to put it down. <laughs> and so we're marching along and singing and dancing and I'm just marching along with Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus came on out in the streets and did the pride parade with us. And here's the thing, beloved family, how many of those young people were leaning across those barricades and they were reaching out their hands and they were saying, me, me. And without a plan, because the Holy Spirit was moving, I was just reaching in and I was saying, sister, God loves you. My brother, God loves you. And some of them said, wait a minute, what is that, what is that? I said, it's the bread and the cup. It's God's love for everybody. Do you want some? Yes, yes. And those children, our children, were in the streets reaching out their hands and receiving God's love. And some of them, cool as they were, hip as they were, dressed up for partying as they were, they were crying as they were receiving the bread and the cup. And mothers were grabbing their children and fathers were grabbing their children and they were saying, thank you, thank you. What church are you from? Thank you, because God loves you. No strings attached, no qualifications, no <laughs> entrance exams. God loves you. And in the streets, our children were hungry, my people. Hungry, thirsty, needing to hear and to know that their prayers, their secret prayers in the dark could be answered on the streets of pride with a beer in their hand and a guy at their side and all sorts of plans for what was gonna happen next that God could meet them in the light and say, my child, I love you. This is good news and this is pride that we share. What happens in the dark? We have nightmares and we have prayers. And what happens in the dark also, my beautiful brothers and sisters, is love. Kissing. Touching. Embracing. Making love. Hear me, because I'm going to say it in the light. What we often leave in the dark because of our shame, or more honestly, because of other people's shame. I'm going to speak it in the light of God's house because you are God's people. What happens in the dark is we are naked with each other and we reach for each other in our nakedness because we are human. 
and we have been created by God naked with a desire to love and to be loved. I'm going to say that again. You have been created by God naked with a desire to love and be loved. God created you to love and be loved in the naked body that God gave you because this was God's intention that you would know that there is nothing that is hidden in the dark that cannot be proclaimed from the housetops, that you are wholly, wholly deserving of joy in every part of your life, and God comes and lives God's self through your love for each other, and it changes the world. There is nothing that we cannot offer each other when we realize that what does not kill us makes us stronger. God's people love one another in the holiness of God because that is God's intention for our lives. We dare to love in the light. And lest you think that I might just be talking about this because it's a gay thing, I'm going to just mention that pretty much everybody has bodies that get naked and they love to love and be loved. So I just want to open that wide up and just say God's love for everybody means everybody. Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus for one minute. God could have done a lot of things, but God chose to come into this world in the body of a human being, a body of a human being, and walk and talk and touch and heal and love and embrace and eat and drink and sit with those who were sinners and outcasts and unhealed and unclean. This God is our God, and he has already claimed every single one of us. And so on this day of pride, we will lift up into the light not only our fears and not only our prayers, not only our love, but the truth that this one came that we might live life into the world just as we are. This one came in the name of love so that we might live out loud and proud. Happy Pride, everybody.